Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Dambi Pillay. Hi, it's Nero here from Investment Rise, and there is no doubt the property market has changed from just six months ago and definitely from 12 months ago, right? There are a lot of markets around the country that are struggling, primarily in Sydney, Melbourne, and Canberra, okay? And so if you believe what you see in the mainstream media, you could be forgiven for thinking that every market around the country is struggling, but that is simply not the case. However, it is going to take you some further due diligence in order to find a suburb with some really good capital growth potential in the short to medium term as well as the long term as well okay and so the question then is well how do you find these areas how do you find these areas that are bucking the trend that are actually holding their value and rising strongly as well with good strong long-term capital growth potential as well you see you don't want to buy find an area rather that's just going to have a short-term blip and people get excited about it and then the prices turn around and come back to where they were when you bought uh, at the start okay so we're looking for areas with yes short-term growth potential but also long-term growth potential okay and that's exactly what I want to show you in this episode and there are five things that I really think you need to focus on okay and number one is population movement now after the last couple of years of all sorts of restrictions, uh, number one, it was difficult to move from state to state because of the border restrictions. Then we obviously had uh, restrictions on migration, but a lot of that has now been opened up. Okay, In fact, migration is definitely opening up right now. Uh, it's easier, again, to move from state to state as I record this. And so you're going to see a lot of population movement. Okay, What you want to do is find those areas where lots of people are moving into and staying long term, all right? Because if you're gonna find an area that has lots of people moving in, then what you're gonna see is some good long-term demand. And also if you find an area that's relatively landlocked or where it's difficult to increase supply, especially with so many builders going broke and it's just that there's a high barrier to entry for new property or new supply, then the odds are you have found an area where demand is going to stay higher than supply. And if you've watched any of my past work, you'll know that demand over supply is the key thing that's going to drive prices higher. So the first thing to look at is where are people moving to? Number two, track what retirees are doing. Okay, but you need to be a little careful with this. Let me explain. Many potential retirees have now seen a huge rise in their homes all right, over the last couple of years as a result of the, the property boom. And many of them are now thinking about, well, downsizing, relocating to a more lifestyle-oriented location. I mean, imagine this. If you know someone maybe who has lived in their home in Sydney or Melbourne or Canberra for the last 20 years, 30 years, okay? Their home has probably gone up a million bucks, two million, three million, whatever the case happens to be, okay? And so they could easily sell their home, move to a cheaper location, maybe a more lifestyle-oriented location, buy a home for a lot less than what their current home is in one of the bigger cities, and then put 
a bunch of cash into savings or into, into superannuation. In fact, from the 1st of July 2022, a new scheme came into effect where couples over the age of 60 were allowed to put in up to $600,000 into superannuation once they sold their family home, okay? And so this came into effect from the 1st of, of July, and it I think it's a major factor contributing to why certain areas in our bigger capital cities at the top end of town, okay? So say for, for Sydney, for example, price points of three, four million plus, those areas are seeing a bit of a sharper downturn than some of the other areas. It's because retirees are going, well, I, I can sell. I don't really care if I get 3.3 million or 3.2 million for my home because I bought it for 200 grand back 30 years ago, right? And I'm gonna now move and buy a home for say a million bucks and split up the remaining money that I have between super and savings. Okay, so it's a great strategy for, for them. And so what this will do then is you're gonna see a lot of retirees descend on certain key locations around the country, okay? And if you can find out what those locations are, then you are finding an area that's gonna have massive demand again placed on property with very limited su supply almost certainly. And that again is going to put upwards pressure on property prices. But you do need to be cautious because remember, retirees are never gonna be your tenants. Right? So there's no point buying in an area that is only catering to retirees and doesn't have anything else really going for it because then you're gonna see prices rise, but as an investor, if you chase that kind of area, you're gonna come up short. So that's why we need to then focus on the third criteria, which is tenant demand. You need to ensure you're buying in an area where there is very strong rental demand, okay? Because that way you can get your property rented quickly and also get some really strong rental income. Now, many parts around Australia are currently in a rental crisis. There simply are not enough homes available for the people who want to rent. Now, if you uh, have followed the first two steps and you're finding an area where lots of people are moving into this area and they're buying up property, that's going to further dry up the supply of available properties to rent, okay? But the tenants are still uh, living in, in the area. That's gonna place more pressure on rental uh, properties. That's gonna make it easier for you to get your property rented and it's going to drive rents up, giving you a property in a location where there's strong demand from buyers, that's gonna give you capital growth, and there's strong demand from tenants, which is gonna give you really strong cash flow. So if you can get that mix right, where you can find property with strong demand from both buyers and tenants, or at least find areas where you've got demand from both aspects, that's really when you have hit the gold mine in terms of finding an area with really strong capital growth potential going forwards. And then we come to number four, which is infrastructure investment. Look, right now there is all sorts of infrastructure investment happening all around Australia, particularly outside of our major cities, okay? So if you can look at the areas where connectivity is being improved, where livability is being improved, where they're getting better amenities, okay? Where there's lots of infrastructure happening that's gonna improve the lifestyle quality of those areas, then you again have an area where it's gonna be very attractive to people to wanna to move to, whether it's to rent, whether it's to live, and whether it's to, to work, okay? And so again, if you can focus on where's infrastructure happening and what kind of infrastructure is going there, because here's the thing, you don't wanna just look at infrastructure where there is a 
huge increase in jobs during the, say, the construction phase. Okay, that's nice, all right? And that will give you some really good strong rental demand. But what you really wanna do is focus on infrastructure that's gonna result in a lot of jobs once the particular project is completed, okay? Let me give you an example. Say a new highway connecting maybe a regional area to a capital city, for argument's sake, okay? That's awesome, and it's gonna create a lot of jobs during the construction period. But afterwards, what's going to happen? I mean, there's no real work that needs to be done on that, on that highway once it's done, right? So then you're looking at, well, is that new highway, is the improvement in connectivity, will that result in more people maybe moving to that particular regional area or that particular suburb, whichever you're, you're focusing on, and will that then create demand, okay? But the project itself won't create any new jobs directly once it's complete, okay? Because a road, once it's done, it's done. On the flip side, let's take a hospital, for example, okay? A hospital is great because when you see a new hospital, yes, you've got a lot of jobs being created during the construction period, but once construction is completed, there are even more jobs available, right? I mean, you need to have doctors and nurses, etc., to uh, work in, in the hospital, okay? That creates a, a lot of jobs, okay? In fact, it's one of the key areas why an area like the Sunshine Coast has really boomed over the last few years, okay? I remember when we were helping our clients buy into the Sunshine Coast when property prices were around about $500,000, $510,000, okay? Today, similar properties are $700,000, dollars $900,000, all right? And it's gone up significantly. But what made the shift? Because a few years ago in the Sunshine Coast, they opened up a brand new university training hospital, okay? That brought in doctors and nurses it increased the population, that then brought more infrastructure because it was needed, that then brought more people, and it was a positive cycle, okay? And we know now that the Sunshine Coast, which used to be an area that really catered to retirees, is now a thriving, uh, almost like a mini capital city, okay? It's got multiple industries looking after the, the area, okay? And so that's really what you wanna look at, is you wanna look at the infrastructure and then say, okay, well, is that gonna result in more jobs or not? Okay, because jobs is the big thing that's gonna bring younger families, the demographic that you're probably targeting in terms of uh, tenants, and also people who are gonna move in the air, into the area and live there long term, okay? And so that really brings us to the fifth step, which is jobs, okay? And I've already spoken about how infrastructure can create jobs, absolutely, but the other thing is, are there new companies moving into the area? What's happening at a council level to attract jobs, okay? Because if you can focus on an area where there's an increase in long-term jobs, and if there's a shortage of people right now to fulfill those jobs, what's gonna happen? Well, there's gonna be people moving into that area, okay? Where there's people from overseas, where there's people from interstate, where there's people from a capital city moving to a regional area, or vice versa, whichever the case happens to be, you're going to attract more people who want to live and, and work there. And then, if you have the amenities and the improved lifestyle quality that I spoke about in the earlier steps, that's gonna encourage more people, not just to rent there, but to actually bring their families and live there. Now, if you can find areas that really match these five points, okay, you're gonna find an area with an amazingly good chance of capital growth. We're finding these sorts of areas all over uh, Australia right now for our clients at multiple price points, whether you're looking at something for $800,000 or $600,000 or even under $450,000, we're finding these areas right now, so they're definitely available, so don't be put off by maybe what you're seeing in the in the major uh, press. Do your due diligence. Look for these five things 
and you're gonna find some areas with some great scope for capital growth, areas that are more than likely gonna rise in value even while interest rates rise because the demand is so much higher than supply, because prices are so much more affordable than our capital cities, it's really gonna negate the impact of these higher interest rates. Hi, it's Nero here again, and thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, and you're looking for a full blueprint on how to invest in property to gain a passive income, then go to Nero Book, that's N-I-R-O Book, B-O-O-K, go to nerobook.com.au to get a free copy of my book, Wake Up Wealthier, How to Build a Property Portfolio That Pays You an Income each and every month. Now, I used to sell this book for $47, but for a limited time, I'm giving you both the digital version and the audio version totally for free. Now, the reason I'm doing that is because I wanna give more people a chance to get this information. Plus, I also know that a certain number of you, when you go through the book, will like what you see and you'll reach out um, to find out more about our future services. But even if you don't, that's okay because the book itself is a full blueprint about how to build a property portfolio that pays your passive income, even if you've never invested before. So if that's what you want, then go to nerobook.com.au to get your free version of the book while you still can.